Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday the 10th of July. Today, I am joined by Adam Forster, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Peter. How are you? Yeah, very good. All good, thank you. Um, Right, so um, which uh, story did you pick out from today's Watson's Daily? So I have chosen the story on the spending spree by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, also known as the PIF, on football. Yep. So what Saudi Arabia have done, the PIF, they have purchased four clubs in their domestic league. And yep. they're now using these as a vehicle to purchase top European players. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spending has been huge. They have become, in this transfer window, the sixth largest spending league in the world. Yep. So that is, you've got the big five European clubs, Saudi Arabian league, and then other leagues have been much more established. So the American MLS are mm-hmm. f- far, far behind. Yep. So they're really putting a lot of money into this. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're saying it's to boost tourism mm-hmm. and to try to build a better league there because the people are more interested in it. Yeah. However, there are critics who are saying there's allegations of sports washing. So mm-hmm. to better their external image to people, um, to distract from other potentially lesser like things about Saudi Arabia. Yes, yes. I seem to try <laughs> trying very much to be very diplomatic there, but yeah, carry on. Dodge around <laughs> Yeah. So which way you side with this is up to you, but I think it's important to remember that if this league is truly to rival European leagues, the crown jewel in the PIF's football investments is mm-hmm. a European football club in Newcastle. Yeah. And they've spent probably about half a billion in investments on this club in the past year and a half. Mm. So to then try and jeopardise the European leagues would seem like a shockingly awful investment on their behalf Mm, so it's just something to think about Mm. and then I guess the next question is whether it will work China tried something similar a few years ago yeah and they really really struggled the massive financial costs involved in this and they the government just stopped backing it Mm. but then Saudi Arabia are doing it slightly differently they're Mm. buying slightly younger players so rather than 35 36 year olds 30 year olds Mm -hmm. And they've recently signed a star 26-year-old Wolverhampton Wanderers, yeah. which was a shock to everyone, really. This is almost unheard of to see a player in their prime looking like they could be captain for their country move mm-hmm. to a league that's just seen as a much easier league. Mm. So they are seem to learn from China's mistakes. And they've also done well in other sports. So boxing, they've done very well in. Then live golf and the merger there. Mm. So I guess the next question is, what sports after this if this goes well for them it seems to be yeah. no, no stopping yeah I, I know you had a few ideas on what sports could be done yeah i mean i i was kind of um kind of th- you know thinking uh along the lines of potentially um cycling uh triathlon maybe i mean the problem is cycle i mean i think cycling is in dire need of money because it is hugely skewed. I mean, only the tiny, tiny percentage of people that are right at the top make a very good living out of it. Everyone else um, really, you know, has a much rougher time. And, you know, a lot of them end up, um, you know, opening a bike shop or something, you know, where they repair people's bikes and stuff and whatnot. You know, it's just not, it's not great. The prospects are not great once. If you're not, the top, you know, let's say you're not like a GC, um, sorry, a, like the top 
person in let's say you're in a Tour de France team um and that you're not one of the top contenders then really you know your earning potential is very limited and and I think that that's what drive you know one of the main drivers of people to drugs because um you know doping in cycling has in the past been rife I'm not saying it is now but I'm just saying that the temp you can understand the temptation because it is so in unbelievably hard um to do what they do i mean i'm just just taking the the tour as a as a yeah. as an example i mean i you know as a as a you know as a as a fat uh, as a fat middle-aged guy uh having a go i mean i did um i did three stages of tour de France, like three sets of years um you know where they do an amateur stage and like they get 10 it's like ten thousand people from around the world go and i was one of them and I just remember thinking, my God, you know, this thing, it's such, it is so hard. It's, you know, you're in the saddle, you may be doing, I don't know, 180, 200 kilometers or something up these massive mountains. And you're thinking, you know, the, the tour, they, I mean, I'm just trying to survive and get around it. Whereas they are racing it, you know, they yeah. are going as fast as possible and it's 21 days. I think they have something like two rest days and you think this is, you know, like how? I mean, I'm not condoning drugs, but I'm. I am thinking. Well, how do you even do this without taking drugs? You know, um, and so as a result of which, you know, the, like I say, the 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 rewards are for the, the big rewards for the very few. Everyone else, but not really very much to write home about. Um, yeah. And actually, if you had some money from Saudi Arabia going into cycling maybe you could spread the love a bit more so that people would be able to make a living, be okay and not have to take drugs potentially. But the problem with cycling is I think that, I mean, this sounds terrible and anyone who's a cycling fan is going to kill me, but um, I think the only race that most people kind of care about is the Tour de France. I mean, yeah. sorry, Italians, sorry, Spanish listening to this, um, but you know, that, that kind of a lot of people do that. Uh, and obviously track cycling in the Olympics. So I, I would hope it would be great if, if, you know, Saudi Arabia does decide to do that because it's sort of, sort of doing it at the moment. There is money going into it. Um, but um, but another one maybe triathlon perhaps because yeah. I think triathlon is good. It's one of those sports that it can I would say it can be more interesting to watch. It or it can be made more interesting to watch than say cycling. Um, and it's a bit I I'd say it's a bit more glamorous potentially. You've got three different disciplines, um, and and I wonder whether they you know they could put some money in there as well. Um, so. You know, those are a couple of ideas. I mean, you you had you had some ideas as well, didn't you? Yeah. So I originally thought Formula One, but then yeah. Saudi Arabia are already big funders of that. So I yeah, probably not. And then it, I thought World Rally Championship. So yeah, for those who don't know, World Rally is time trials effectively. So you start and then it's the fastest to the finish, and you do that over span mm. of a weekend, multiple different events. But historically, this used to be near the size of formula one it's very very popular and you had all these manufacturer teams so you had like audi you had lotus were in it for a while had loads of teams Hmm. whereas recently it's dominated by two or three manufacturers and one independent team from the uk who are Hmm. struggling it's Hmm. a sport now which is just crying for investment Hmm. so i mean it's got the monaco rally is very glitzy very Hmm. attractive to invest into but there's it's global. It's got a massive following on the continent still. Mm. But just, I know, in the US and the UK, it's not as big anymore. Mm. 
bit of a shame, but it's mm. one of those ones that can, if they can invest it and bring it to the status of Formula One, mm. that is, there, there's room there to grow, which mm. is probably ideal for them, what they're looking for. Yeah, and, and actually, I mean, uh, you know, it's very interesting what you say there, because you sort of think, well, you know, uh, investing in golf and tennis and, uh, you know, other things, they're all very established. Yeah. Whereas maybe, I mean, obviously, rallying is established as in it's been around but it's not really hit the big not really hit the big time really and so actually they might be able to make a big difference with less money and and, um you know and and so that might be quite useful for them potentially but but uh, yeah but But, uh, but anyway i mean we might see other sports as well, potentially. I think they've kind of got to be, they've got to be glamorous. I, I think that they've got to be glamorous. They've got to be global so yeah. that they can get the word out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ideally on T, you know, on TV or the, with the prospect of being on TV, for instance. It is well known and spoken about already as well. There's no yeah. point. I think Polo is mentioned and there's, it's not really that spoken about. It's not that yeah. well known. So it's even though it's glamorous, surely. Yeah. But yeah. it's not the same no. level of it's a bit chat. it's a bit niche. It's a bit yeah. niche. Yeah. A bit niche. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so what story uh, did you find interesting this week then? Yeah, so um so um I I really like the there's a so there's a story um from Wall Street Journal. It's all about uh Xi'an, which is the um the Chinese um apparel fast fashion e-tailing behemoth um that has just come from nothing to be absolutely massive um and um what it has decided it's going to do um it is going to broaden the um the products that it's going to be offering so not just um apparel anymore they're going to become they want to become a third party marketplace hub selling everything so basically it sounds like they want to be like amazon um now that sounds like a good um plan after all it seemed to work relatively well for amazon (laughs) um so um you know i uh, that sounds good in theory um but even you know amazon over the years has has developed and and has become a, a third not a part a third party marketplace yeah and it has had problems i mean there have been allegations which have been denied by amazon that you know there's a secret some sort of secret division where they look at all look across all their products if some are seeing particular spikes they have a look at those products and think oh could we make those you know any of them but cheaper um because they're selling well they then go to their chinese um manufacturers and say hey look at this can you make something like this and they'll say yep and they then bring on they they make so they get um the manufacturers to make it they they do it cheaper because they can because they're amazon and they can get the volume um they then put it up the you know or um the list further up the list because they can because it's their list um and uh you know i mean alleged this is all allegedly right so allegedly they could they could they could they could do all this um and then they squeeze out the third party you know the the original third party retailers yeah. now you know amazon is not um well clearly is 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 not whiter than white uh, on this one but I would say they look positively saintly versus um, versus Sheehan, 
yeah. which seems to be facing um, lawsuits left, right and centre for copying Zara and other things and, you know, and high-end um, fashion. Ralph Lauren um, have sued them. Over yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's, it is kind of ridiculous because it seems to me that they, it's just, it seems to me like one of those people that just collects parking tickets, um, you know, for, for a bit of a laugh and then just, you know, goes and just, parks you know, go double parks anyway um i mean Sheehan seems to collect these things and it's it, it's like for them it's a bit of a oh well it's a cost of doing business yeah. um and so although this sounds like a good idea um i wouldn't want to be a third party seller on the Sheehan. i mean they'll probably be very nice and good initially um but the pro- but the problem is, you know, at some point in the future, are they going to copy what you do and are they going to sell it cheaper? Well, funnily enough, that's Seems exactly likely. what they that's exactly what they've been doing up till now. So why change? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I like I say, I think it sounds good. It sounds like a good thing strategically for them, but is it going to work? I'm not so sure. Certainly from a third party um, retailer's point of view. And the other thing as well is that Amazon have over the years built up very good um, logistics uh, infrastructure and that you can't build um, from no. nothing overnight. Uh, I mean, unless, of course, I mean, who, who knows? Could she and buy, you know, go buy Royal Mail or something um, or, you know, that kind of, I mean, I wouldn't put it, but I mean, it could, maybe it could do, it maybe it could do something so, like that. Yeah. So they could suddenly just get there. I mean, I've only just thought of that, but you know, just suddenly just go and if they, if you can't build it, well, you just go and buy it. Um, yeah. And so, and they the funding and stuff they get, is just ridiculous anyway. So yeah. who knows, maybe they could, but um, I'm saying at the moment, assuming that they don't do that, that is an Amazon, that is a, an advantage that Amazon has that they don't um but anyway what what do you have any thoughts on this at all yeah so i i seem to think that Xi'an it's often seen as a cheaper alternative to other things yeah so perhaps if they could come in and compete with amazon but do it at a lower market price point mm. i mean right now we're facing cost of living crisis we've just had our interest rates increase mm-hmm. us might well follow suit or it's already mm. higher anyway people are mm-hmm. so if they can target this cheaper price point it might just give them the funding they need to invest into infrastructure in the long term mm, mm. so for now they could be in a really good market niche to exploit with this yeah and it's also diversification i know i've mentioned earlier about the fast fashion backlash which seems to be perhaps a bit showman like at times mm. but there is still certainly media like to get hold of this backlash against fast, fast fashion mm. so for them to diversify now before mm. it's too late for them is clearly a good business decision mm. yeah yeah so i mean i think it's a, you know it's it is it, it's a fascinating um company it's grown ridiculously quickly yeah which makes me suspicious <laughs> um i mean it does remind me a bit of so there was uh, uh various there's, there's a, a chinese um a coffee shop chain called luckin coffee have to say that very carefully um and uh and this thing you know it it was it just grew exponentially and it i don't know if it overtook but it at least came near to um the number of uh, outlets that starbucks has had and starbucks has been in china for like 20 30 years yeah 
and everyone was loving this um and um well not not starbucks so much but you know that they, they were expanding 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 um and i and they they it turns out that actually their financials were a bit dodgy um and so there was a lot of there was a huge backlash against that and i just wonder whether you know is she in as good as it looks i mean maybe this is me being unfair i don't know but something that grows this fast um doing what it does and doing it in a dodgy way uh allegedly, allegedly. uh is that is i think are the wheels going to fall off um but uh, but you know at the moment the wheels look very firmly on the foot is definitely down on the accelerator and it is just advancing with growing speed so yeah yeah yeah, you must. There must be something along the way that's going to trip them up, but yeah. it's difficult to see what that is, other than infrastructure, as you've said. Yeah, it could yeah. Be. yeah. So we shall just have to see, I guess. But uh, but anyway, um, sorry uh, if there are any Sheehan fans out there who take, who take offence, and of course I'll apologise again for cycling fans from uh, Italy and Spain in particular uh, about insulting their national uh, race. Uh, the race or, you know, their famous races. Um, I'm sorry about that. But, um, you know, uh, I hope that you found that useful. Uh, the listeners found that useful. Um, thank you very much, uh, Adam, for your uh, thoughts and insights today. Thank uh, you for having me on. No problem at all. Looking forward to more uh, as the week progresses. And uh, thank you very much for the listeners for listening. And uh, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow. So many thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye.